Shalom Aleichem. Uh, our topic is exactly what the title says, a kosher-style intermarriage. Um, when I grew up, I don't know how common it is nowadays. Somebody told me that in some places it's illegal. There's a There was a, a phenomenon of a usually delicatessen, uh, which was not uh, certified kosher with a real hechsher, but it was considered kosher style. And... Um, it could be that even when I when I was growing up, it could be that was even they didn't they didn't catch up on they didn't catch catch uh, um, uh, catch the point that if you say kosher delicatessen, uh, it's not necessarily halachically kosher. Then they had to add, I think, kosher style uh, delicatessen. Now, uh, what's the phenomenon? It's 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 the style of Jewish food. You know, corned beef sandwiches in America. And um, and uh, uh, you know whatever chillant and kugel kegel whatever uh, kosher uh, the style of kosher food, but halachically it wasn't kosher at all. Meaning it was nevelas. It was just non-kosher meat. Now, um, the case is an extremely interesting case. We're drawing from the sefer called Chasuke Chemet, which is a a a large series. Uh, I, it's probably on all of Shas, um, uh, but now it's certainly most of Shas. And it's written by Rav, Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein, uh, Shlita, who is, who is extremely prolific and uh, is the son-in-law of, of Rav Yosef Shalom Yosef Zatzal. And he has in his, in his uh, set of books, he has many halachic cases that are in the... Um, that are related to things in the Gemara. So on Kiddushin Memvav, so he has the following case. The case is, uh, the case was so zany, I thought it was made up. And then I read the beginning of the of the tshuva, of the response itself, and, and it wasn't made up. It was an actual case that came in front of Rav Yashif. There was a, uh, there was a fellow in Switzerland, um, who who wanted to marry a non-Jewish woman. Uh, he wanted to intermarry. And the thing was, he was connected to tradition. And he wanted to do it kosher style, meaning he wanted to have a wedding that was as much like a Jewish wedding as possible, with a chuppah, with a ring, and Haryam Makudashisli, and witnesses, and a Masada Kedushin. And I, I don't know who agreed to be Masada Kedushin for such a thing and, and who are the witnesses. But uh, everything was just like a, a a religious Jewish wedding, except for one thing, Kala. The Kala was, was not Jewish. Uh, so, okay. Uh, you're probably asking, what's the Shiloh? It's, it's an interesting case, but, uh, but what's the Shiloh? So what happened was that it turned out um, that the the uh, I'm just going to put on me my, my uh, the source itself, uh, which I thought I had downloaded. Um, moment. Okay, we'll get back to that later. 
Um, the it turned out that the that the Kala after a number of years, I assume it was a number of years. Here it says, Kavor um, Shanim. Uh, after a number of years, it turns out that the Kala was was actually Jewish. Now, now the question. Now this is interesting halachically. The here was somebody who got married with a Misadar Kedushin and with witnesses and with a chuppah and a harayat magudashasli in a ring. And he thought he was getting intermarried. But it eventually turns out that the woman he thought he was intermarrying was was really Jewish. So here's their source. Uh Did those Kiddushin take effect? Do we say that? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, the I just I said exactly to, to Ariel's comment. Uh, he didn't intend to be Makadesh. Because Kiddushin doesn't take hold uh, with a non-Jewish woman. Or do we say that he intended for the Kedushan Act? He thought they didn't apply. Or and and now it is it has been clarified that they did take effect and 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 there's nothing missing in the intent. Uh, also, uh Schok is when somebody doesn't really intend to get married. So, was this a a a hatzaga? Was this was this really a play act? And then the the setting makes it clear that that because she was not Jewish, that he meant he intended it only only as a a uh, as a as a game, so to speak. Or, and I'll read his words: At the setting itself. They intended seriously. They wanted to get married. They didn't uh, intend that it should take effect according to all of the law, all the laws of the Torah. It's not considered kedusha shchok. Let me phrase it this way: Is this a couple that he knew he he and she knew they were getting intermarried? They know this is not good according to Jewish law, but because of tradition, they just wanted to. Uh, to play that it was uh, kosher style, but Ephes, nothing happened halachically. Or do we say differently that this is a couple that were connected to, the man was connected to tradition. He wanted to do it traditionally. Okay, the woman wasn't uh, wasn't Jewish, but uh, he wanted to do as much as possible, meaning he wanted to say to her, but I but I'll maximize my I'll maximize the Jewishness of the wedding. We're getting married, we want to get married, uh, but we'll do it in as in as Jewish a style as possible. Now again, he he's clearly not uh, a big Talmud Chacham, this this uh, chassan. However, um, if he is a chassan at all, um, however, the question is retrospectively when we look back at this. Ma'amad Kiddushin at this at this event was that a 
kedushin took just that took place, and the couple just didn't know it at the time, but eventually it turns out that it was, or did nothing happen there uh, uh, halachically? So, um, Rav, let's just preserve a little bit of of drama, and uh, Rav Yashiv says that there is room to say that the chassan didn't intend totally just a play, just an act, just a, a sham. He thought he was connecting to Jewish tradition through this. And that's why he did this whole chuppah kedushin thing in the style of Kedat Moshevi Israel, with a besetter kedushin and witnesses and everything. And from the Chosun side, who is what we would classify as an Am Ha'aret, somebody who's not learned, again, he might be bright or intellectual and the like, but he's certainly not learned in the in 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 halacha. So in his eyes, he did kiddushin. He just did it in a way in a way where where it was with a with a uh, with a with the non Jewish woman. Meaning, uh, if you want an analogy. Um, uh, somebody uh, doing a Shabbos, lighting candles, but lighting candles Friday night after after sunset, uh, after after nightfall, meaning beginning a Friday night Sabbath service uh, or Sabbath meal with lighting the candles and then having the chalas and everything like that. Just, it was involved in a malacha doraisa of lighting, of lighting candles on, on, on Shabbos. But they were doing something in their uh, uh, lack of, of understanding that was, that was very, that was very Jewish, very Sabbath-like, very, uh, just, just, they didn't, they, they, they don't, they don't know the halachas or, or they don't appreciate that the halacha applies to them, or, or they think that's you know that's for for orthodox people or whatever it is. So that's the that's the issue. Uh, is this a a a marriage? Uh, is it is there intent for marriage here or not? So Rav Yosef suggests maybe maybe it was. Um, he did it. He did an act of kedushin. He even said Kedat Moshe Yisrael according to the laws of Moses and Israel. He had intent for what we refer to as as Kinyan, as as the the act that would halachically transfer her, transform her from a, a an unmarried woman to an Ashishish. Now, there are a number of elements that make up a a, a halachic kiddushin. Again, there's two stages of marriage. There's the stage of Kiddushin, and there's the stage of Nisuin. Kiddushin, also referred to by the synonym Erusin, in English it's usually called betrothal. That's where the man gives the woman something of basic value. That's what we call Shavapruta. Uh, the, the widespread custom is to use a ring. He gives her something of basic value. She accepts willingly. He and she both intend, they have da'at, they have intent for marriage. He verbalizes it so that it's 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 verbally clear that he's giving this uh this gift to her to to get married. 
and and the standard formulation we use is Harei at mikudeshet li betabad zokedat moshev Israel. Behold, you're being betrothed to me uh, with this ring, according to the law of Moses in Israel. And again, the Gemara discusses different uh, formulations that might also be valid. The Gemara discusses uh, different uh, things other than a ring uh, that might also be valid. But the the elements of something that is of basic value, the man giving it to the woman, her accepting it willingly, and and him verbalizing it. Um, so those are key elements to uh, to marriage. Da'at, uh, intent, both the man and the woman having intent, uh, are essential. Says Rav Yoshev, if, if, if we were to base on the issue of intent, we don't have to assume that he didn't intend to get married. Maybe he intended to get married as as much as possible, according to Jewish tradition. And he knows that that he's so he's not a hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent. But this is what he this is what he does. Um okay, I was once with somebody on in a in a hospital in Yom Kippur. It was a, a, a small hospital, and the the doctor uh, at a certain point, Yom Kippur afternoon said, I'm now going to do my one mitzvah a year. I go to say Kaddish for my mother on Yom Kippur afternoon. So, so she was doing something that is, that is a, a, a religious act, a, a spiritual act. Uh, and, and I, I, I doubt she walked to the synagogue or, or, or what have you, but but uh, but she, no, you know, something in Israel, she probably walked to synagogue. Good point. Um, so it's actually not a great, not a great muscle. My Shabbos muscle is probably a better, a, a better muscle. But um, the that's the point. However, Rav Yashiv says there's another problem. There's another element that is necessary for kedushin. Um, remember, we're talking only about kedushin because nisuin is a later stage which in, 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 in Talmudic times, they would do it a year later. Nowadays, we do it right afterwards. But that's the couple being under the chuppah and, uh, and then he gives her a ksuba and then uh, and, and they say the brachos and then the couple uh, have uh, all the rights and responsibilities of a Jewish man and woman kick in. Then the, uh, the couple is permitted to each other. Um, but... It is Kiddushin, that first stage, which transforms her into an Ashish, that makes her into a, a married woman. Says Rav Yashiv, there's another problem here. There's another element to the marriage uh, that we didn't mention yet, and that is witnesses. Uh, the witnesses of, of Kiddushin are necessary for the Kiddushin to be a good Kiddushin. In other words, Whereas, as contrasted with a loan, for instance, when somebody borrows money, so the mere borrowing of money creates an obligation to pay back. Witnesses are there as a day ra'aya. They're, they're witnesses to prove whether the transaction takes place. And if somebody, uh, let's say one of the couples, one of the, one of the parties would deny that they, that they borrowed money. So, so the other one could bring the witnesses and, and they would testify that he really borrowed money and how much money he borrowed, et cetera. So 
So witnesses in uh, uh, some areas of halacha are there for proving something. But witnesses in Kiddushin are not there for, are not just there to prove something. Um, they're there in order for the halachic act to be relevant. That's called edut lekiyuma davar. That's testimony so that so that the the kiddushin is a good kiddushin. Similar, for instance, uh, to let's say a conversion having the presence of a basting. Without a basting, it's not a conversion. Similarly, without witnesses, it's not a wedding. That's called edut lekiyuma davar. Now, there's a machlokas achronim about about uh, the uh, a particular case with uh, uh, testimony for marriage, uh, for betrothal, and it reflects two different views of of what the kinds of testimony are needed uh, for for marriage. What Rav Yosef is eventually going to say is that. The problem with this wedding, and I'm, this is the spoiler now, the problem with this wedding is that the testimony is not good. The witnesses are not good. That's what it is. But, now, but, but first, let's understand what Edut Likiyuma Davar is through a machlokas achronim, through a dispute between uh, two of the great achronim. The Maharit, uh, so he's quoted by, by the Avni Miluim, and he says as follows. Uh, I saw when I was young in the in the in the response of my father. Somebody was makadish a woman. He betrothed the woman. Her her face was covered. The witnesses didn't see her. So at the time they didn't see her face at all. And afterwards, they ask her, the witnesses said, after the Kedusha was over, uh, later, could you uh, lift up your veil so we can see who you are, so we can testify. The Azrawato, they saw her. And the Marit's father spoke at length that this Kedushin is not a good Kedushin. Since at the time when the Kedushin took place, they didn't see her, it was considered Kedushin without witnesses. And even though later on they saw her, there's no worry. Meaning, it, it, we don't have to be concerned about this Kedushin. It's a non-Kedushin because there are no witnesses. The Avne Miluim argues. The Avne Miluim says, That is good Kedushin. The fact that we need kiddushin, we we need witnesses for getting in kiddushin, is so that the 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 kiddushin should be the kind of an act that can be made known, and neither can deny. Since they're able to 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 see her it's like they were makadish in front of witnesses why because they know who the woman is and the same woman who they saw receive the the ring for kedushin even though they didn't see her face then later on they they see her face now they can they can totally verify this 
wedding. If later on um, the woman or the man says, oh, no, 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 there is no wedding. No wedding took place. Let's say the man denies it and uh, no wedding took place. So the two, she could bring the witnesses and the witnesses would say, we saw her face. We saw her get married. And we know it was the exact same woman uh, that we saw who, who received the uh, the the kiddushin because because we were watching her the whole time. So the Avne Biluim says that's fine. The Mabit the the uh, the father of the Maharit. So he says it's not a good it's not a good kiddushin. What's the argument? So so. It seems like they're arguing about the definition of etut lekiyum adavar. According to the the the, the Marit's father, etut lekiyum adavar testimony in order to establish the the kedushin means is a procedural thing, if you will. It's a legalistic thing, meaning the act has to be observed by witnesses. Period. If the act was not observed by witnesses, it's not a kedushin act. Just like the man giving a ring. The woman accepting it willingly, intent, uh, all these things are necessary components of the Kedushin. So also witnesses watching it is a necessary component. What does the Avni Miluim hold? The Avni Miluim says that uh, the Avni Miluim argues that the whole point of Edut Likiyom Adavar is that the, that the wedding is provable, meaning that the wedding is something, this kiddushin is something that later on could be proven by witnesses. It's necessary for there to be witnesses there because it's necessary that the that the that the kiddushin be provable. So uh, that's the that's the argument in in uh, 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 amongst the acronym, uh, if you will, is 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 a dutlekiyondavar a legalistic requirement? And witnesses must see the the kiddushin itself, and therefore, if the woman was under a veil, a heavy veil at the time, and and they didn't see her face, and 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 so therefore they didn't witness the they didn't witness the kiddushin. Uh, that's the that's the Marit's father. The Avni Miluing argues that as long as they know who she is. That's a that's a a a, a kedushin that is verifiable by witnesses, and therefore it's a good kedushin. That's the argument. Says Rav Yashiv, in our case, according to both approaches, both according to the Avne Miluim and according to the Marit's father, there's no testimony here. Why? Why? Because the witnesses saw an intermarriage. They had no way of thinking that she was anything other than uh, than a a non-Jewish woman, and they knew her as a non-Jewish woman. So they saw an intermarriage. If uh, the witnesses have to witness uh, a a marriage, well, they didn't do it. They witnessed what, in their eyes. Their act of witnessing was witnessing of an of a of a of a of an intermarriage, and certainly if the if the wedding has to be provable through witnesses, well, they would never later on. If they were to come later on, they would say, 
we saw a non-Jewish woman get married to him. Now, I just want to add one thing. Apparently, uh, testimony is not just, I'm just drawing something out of out of his, his comment on this. Testimony is not just uh, seeing a male and a female uh, where where he gave her something and said something. Rather, it's 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 witnessing a marriage. So in there, and and it involves what they themselves, not just what they're what what um, uh, what objects their eyes saw, but what they experienced, they were witnessing, and they both experienced they those those witnesses experienced themselves watching an intermarriage. So they would never, if they were to come later on and testify, they would testify based on what they saw, that they saw an intermarriage. So it's not a uh, provable wedding. And certainly if there's a need for 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 witnessing the Kedushan at the time, so so uh, it's not good aiders. Now, I just want to add one thing uh, in closing that Rav, uh, that, that Rav Zilberstein, it sounds like Rav Zilberstein is adding this in at the end. There's a very interesting uh, 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 postscript to this. Um, what he asks if this woman, God forbid, committed adultery. So now, um, she, uh, let's say they get married in in uh, in 2020. Uh, What beautiful. Uh what's let's say they get married in 2024. And it was this kind of a wedding. In 2025, God forbid, she 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 has relations with another man. In 2028, we find out that her mother's mother was really Jewish. Okay. What now? What's the status of that uh, of that uh, those relations that she had with some other man? There's a very interesting base mayor. The base mayor is a shyless and she was safer, and uh, he writes the following in a, a really intermarried couple, a really non-Jewish woman and a man. Even though they're not married halachically in terms of Kiddushin and all that, but she's considered a married woman on the level that a non-Jewish woman would be considered a marriage a married woman. We have a concept of adultery. It's one of the seven Noahide laws. So apparently there's a concept of marriage. Uh, according to the seven seven Noachide laws, so how is a non-Jew married to another non-Jew? So there's a halachic definition of what would what would consider a non-Jewish marriage. So the 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 halacha says, um, uh, and he brings here the um, the Gemara in Sanhedrin and the Rambam and Perak Tess of Hilchos Malachim. Noach Yesh Iser Al Beulas Bal. That if a, a a man and a woman 
were were living together as husband and wife, and she had relations with him as a husband. That's it. Afterwards, she's married. And so the concept of Be'ulas Baal is the category of a married non-Jewish woman. Now, says the base mayor, Machadish the base mayor, even a Jewish man that is, quotation marks, married to a non-Jewish woman, even though Kiddushin isn't Tovsim, Kiddushin doesn't take hold on a non-Jewish on a non-Jewish woman, but she's still considered a Beulah's Baal. She's still considered a a um a married woman. And if and if later on if she commits adultery, it would be considered real adultery. That's a very interesting base mayor. Comes out something very ironic now. If she had lived through her whole life as a non-Jew and never and 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 she just was really non-Jewish. So it turns out that if she would commit adultery, it would be according to the base mayor, adultery because she was a Bulaspal. However, when it becomes revealed that she was Jewish, and as Raval Yashev explained, because there was no witnesses at the wedding, as we explained before, they were never married because this is a Jewish man and a Jewish woman that never had Kedushin. And the fact that they had relations later on was because they were, in their eyes, already married. That wasn't Kedushin, uh, Kedushin Bia, because they never intended to get married through, through, through having relations. They intended to get married by the ceremony that they did. And it turns out, as Rav Yosef explains, that they never got married that way. So it ends up that when she had relations with another man, it was actually retroactively now viewed as promiscuous relations because she was a non-Jewish, an, a non, an unmarried Jewish woman. Whereas had she been actually non-Jewish, it would actually be considered adultery because she was a married uh, uh, a non-Jewish woman. That's just an interesting, ironic uh, 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 fluke that could come out in this in this kind of a situation. Anyway, so what we saw here today was uh, the title was Mamish 100% exact. It was a kosher style intermarriage. It was a couple who intermarried and they did everything in the style of a kosher wedding. The question came to Ravalyasha because eventually it turned out that this woman was actually married, was was actually Jewish. Uh, I guess, again, uh, what I assume is, is they found out something about her mother's mother was really Jewish. Now the question is, wait a second, is this couple actually married because they intended to get married? They wanted to do everything in a traditional way. Okay, she wasn't Jewish, and he knew that intermarriage is not sanctioned by 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 Judaism, but they did intend to get married and they wanted to maximize the traditionalist side of it. So says Rav Yashiv, when it comes to the issue of intent, did they have intent to do to do marriage? That was there. And so retroactively we can look back and say, yeah, there was a man gave her something of basic worth. He intended to get married, and she intended to get married. And he verbalized it. He said the but as Rabbi Yosef said, the problem was 
it's missing testimony. It was missing, and the testimony that is needed for marriage, for kedushin to take place, is called edut davar. It's testimony that is necessary in order for the for the uh, for the kedushin to take to take effect. It's not like the testimony of a loan where you just need testimony to prove it. A loan exists when you borrow money. Not witnesses are not necessary for a loan, and you're obligated to pay back your the money you borrowed, even if nobody was around. Um, there can be a problem of lifneiver. There can be a problem of 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 putting a person in a situation where he might easily steal money and not pay back his loan. Okay, that's a problem. But the loan is a loan. Um, we we saw two different ways of understanding edus lekiyuma davar. Is it more of a a legal procedural thing that just like there has to be uh, uh, the man giving something to the woman and the woman receiving it in the and verbalizing, there also needs to be witnesses witnessing the wedding itself, or does is it just that the wedding must be verifiable through witnesses, and then it would follow that even if the time, uh, let's say. They didn't see the woman's face, the chassan and the, the 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 two witnesses, and later on they were able to verify that it, who that woman was. It would still be good. That's a that's what the Avdi Miluim holds. But according to both of them, says the says the uh, Rebbe Yashiv says, says in this case, there's no witnesses because what they witnessed was in their eyes uh, a non-Jewish woman. Uh, Doing something that looks like kedushin, but it's not really kedushin, and therefore, therefore, there's no testimony. Even if, even if all you need to do is be able to later on verify it, still, they would never verify this as a as a good wedding because they only they did not know that she was uh, that she was Jewish. Anyways, that's the that's what I wanted to share with you today, um, from Rav. Uh, Rav Yashiv uh, Zatzal, as as explained by his son-in-law, Rav Rav Zilberstein uh, Shlita.